<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. We did it. After three weeks, the Republican Party has finally elected a Speaker of the House. Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana elected the 56th Speaker of the House. After taking the gavel, Johnson addressed the House chamber, and he made clear he's ready to get to work. He's ready to restore the American people's faith and trust in the Congress. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. I think all the American people at one time had great pride in this institution, but right now, um, that's in jeopardy. And we have a challenge before us right now to rebuild and restore that trust. This is a a beautiful country. It's the beauty of America that allows a a firefighter's kid like me to come here and serve in this sacred chamber where great men and women have served before all of us and strive together to build and then preserve what Lincoln did refer to as the last best hope of man on earth. We stand at a very dangerous time. I'm stating the obvious. We all know that. The world is in turmoil. But a strong America is good for the entire world. We wish Speaker Johnson the best of luck and hope he governs with an America First agenda. Godspeed, Mr. Speaker. Now that we have a speaker and one who appears to be just the leader the country needs throughout all of our government, the House is set to get back to business, and that includes continuing to expose the Biden crime family corruption, and the evidence is piling up. According to new documents obtained by Senator Chuck Grassley just yesterday, the FBI reportedly received 
criminal information from over 40 confidential sources on President Biden, Hunter Biden, and Joe's brother, James Biden. Think about that. 40 different sources. The report says the FBI maintained those 40 sources on various criminal matters related to the Biden crime family. They date back to Joe's time as vice president. The informants were managed by a number of FBI field offices across the country, even as far away as Seattle. But Grassley learned that the FBI task force in D.C. ultimately took over and shut down all reporting and information from those 40 sources by falsely discrediting the information as, are you ready for this, as foreign disinformation. Sounds familiar, right? The FBI found something and they just kept using it. The corruption in the FBI is obviously pervasive, it is long-lasting, and it is from top to bottom. While the House was electing a new speaker, President Trump was back in a New York courtroom, and while on break, the president, President Trump, spoke to the media. As he usually does, he called out Marxist judge Arthur Engeron for being highly partisan. As you know, and I say it again and again because I've never seen anything like it, I don't get a jury. Uh, this was a trial should have never been brought, but if we had a jury, it would have been fair, at least, even if it was a somewhat negative jury, because no negative jury would vote against me. But this judge will, because this judge is a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. So uh, we are doing very well. And when President Trump arrived back in the courtroom from that break, he took the stand for about a minute, and then Judge Engeron asked him who he was referring to when he said, quote, the judge and the person sitting next to him are highly partisan, end quote. Trump said he's referring to the judge and Michael Cohen. The judge said Trump was not being honest in his testimony and fined the president $10,000 and said that if Trump did it again, it will be much worse. This New York judge is acting as though he's mentally ill. Folks, he knows that he's abusing his power every day in court. This judge has gone way too far, imposing a gag order, first of all, on a president who's the leading candidate for the presidency opposing Joe Biden, and leading him in the polls, by the way. And this judge is interfering in the election by any definition. The judge might as well be presiding in a Soviet court. When does this end? Well, a new era in Congress. All 220 Republicans today voted for Congressman Mike Johnson. You might ask, who is Mike Johnson? Well, he is now the Speaker, of course, of the House. Let's bring in our guest today as we talk about this new man in the third most powerful position in our government. Joining us is Congressman Andy Biggs, member of the House Freedom Caucus, and Congressman, as always, great to have you with us. Congratulations. Not a single Republican failed to vote for the new speaker. Your reaction to it all? Well, Lou, um, I'm enthusiastic. I'm optimistic. Uh, I always temper my enthusiasm and my optimism because I know how this place works. But but uh, this is the guy that, that uh, I think can really uh, actually has the potential to be a transformational type of speaker. I mean... He is, he is, he's got a conservative heart. He has tried cases uh, at every level of the, fed, uh, you know, in the federal and state level. Two 
um, support life and families and stuff, the Constitution. He's articulate. He's smart. Uh, I came into Congress with him together. Uh, we've known each other. We've we've sat side by side uh, on the dais in uh, and the Judiciary Committee since we came in. He defended right. Trump twice in two impeachment hearings. Um, he's he's just really he's got his work cut out for him. That's why that's the only tempering of my optimism. But I he's he's the right guy for the right time, I believe. Well, that's encouraging for all of us to hear, especially coming from you, Congressman, because uh, your values are, are clear, uh, straightforward, uh, American uh, and constitutional. And, you know, I think about all any of us could have asked for. Well, personally, I wanted Jordan, of course, to be speaker. Uh, but failing that, uh, I'm very hopeful that this man with his values uh, will be a, a, as you said, the right man for the time. I, I can't see why, uh, you know, I can't see why we uh, should have any problem in terms of his uh, philosophy, his his judgment. Uh, now it's about leadership. What do you think? No, I think that's right. I think, look, the swamp is deep. It's filled with alligators. Um, there will be people who try to undermine him every way he goes. And um, the, the good news is I think he, he's going to respect the conservatives, you know, the Freedom Caucus, uh, other conservatives in the conference. Um, but he does it in such a way that uh, even if you disagree with him, I, I think he's going to be able to woo some of our, our hardcore other side of the the spectrum republicans and so he's got his work cut out from him for him but we on the conservative side uh, we have such a good relationship with him i think we'll be able to help him where he needs help and um he's already set his agenda we're already going to the floor to vote today lou and that's when i when i saw him uh, excuse me talked to him last over the weekend i said mike if you become the speaker i'm going to tell you you need to get the Israel resolution to the floor immediately, and we need to go right into the debate, and then let's start on the two two easiest appropriations bills: the ledge, uh, uh, the ledge bill to fund, to fund the, the Congress, and then one on energy and water. The, those are already out of rules. Let's do them. And he's already set those. We're going to vote, Lou, in in not too long from now, and then we're going to go right into the debate on those other two bills, which Great. we'll be voting tomorrow. We're back to work. Well, that's that is uh, both, I think, great counsel and great to hear that that's a, the path that he is taking, uh, because now coming straight at us is November 17th and the end of that continuing resolution. And a lot of judgments are going to be made on appropriations, how you will deal with appropriations and whether or not you will assert the power of the House of Representatives against the executive branch. Because if you don't, I believe we're going to be in the same quagmire uh, that we were uh, just three weeks ago. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, Mike's a good friend, so I can call him up. And he doesn't, you know, nobody takes my advice, Lou. Uh, you know, uh, they, they discount it. But what I would tell him is, is Bill Clinton set the example um, 20, 20 some odd years ago when Congress didn't want to get its job done on the budget. He said, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a continual re uh, resolution one day at a time 
until you guys get your job done. You don't need to do a 45, 65, 90 day deal. If, if you can't get your job done, okay, we're gonna give you another day. And then we we'll give you another day. And at that place that wreaks havoc with the bureaucracy, they hate that. K Street, they hate that type of thing, Lou. But you know what happens? Congress has to get its job done. And when we do, we, we save the American people from an omnibus bill. We save them from a CR. That's what, that's what I would say. You may not want to do one day, but maybe do three days or a week or whatever. But you do, I, I'm not willing to even concede you do that until the House has all its bills out and into the Senate and let the Senate own its failure to act. It's failure to act on the appropriations that you will, uh, if you will, target uh, against the federal government, uh, you know, some of it's completely, uh, I shouldn't say the federal government's, the Biden regime's idiotic policies and decisions that, and they're ruled by fiat. I, I've never seen the likes of this, Congressman. Neither have you, I know, because uh, there's never been a president who just basically said to the American people, we're going to tell Congress to go to hell and we're just going to do what we want here and and we're going to get away with it. And to this point, They've done just exactly that, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And that's one of the reasons I felt the motion to vacate was appropriate. Because, look, Lou, it isn't just that they told Congress that they're not, they're not going to do what we pass laws to do, what we've instructed them to do, or what, how we fund them. They told the courts, we don't care if you tell us what we're do is, doing is unconstitutional. We, Lou, I actually, in a hearing... Secretary Mayorkas literally told us, okay, he, say, he says, well, yeah, of course we have operational control of the border. So we showed him what the statute says. And he says, oh, no, we're not. We don't worry about the statute because we don't think anybody could ever do that. We've established our own definition of operational control. You know what that is? That's, that's a guy who should be impeached. He should not be sitting in that office. And we, you know, we've done precious little to hold this administration accountable and to exert our influence, which comes through the through impeachment, comes through the oversight process, and it comes through the check and balance of the purse strings. And if we don't do that, then of course they're going to say, up yours, we don't give a rat what, what the, the judiciary says, we don't care what the, the Congress says. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs, and uh, we're coming right back with him. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
back with our guest, Congressman Andy Biggs, a great American, talking about a, uh, well, a man who just got all of the Republican votes to be Speaker of the House. Uh, Congressman, it, it turns out Mike Johnson's going to be the most inexperienced in terms of uh, uh, terms in office, the most inexperienced Speaker since 1883. Uh, you, I, your affirmation of everything about him sounds to me like uh, experience doesn't matter here uh, for the speaker. No, no. What we have found out, Lou, is the more more experience you have, and that means you've been here longer. That means more corruptible you are. I mean, the the the, the bottom line is the D.C. cartel is 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 spinning around right now because uh, you got Mike Johnson, who's not part of the D.C. cartel. Um, and that is exactly what I wanted, is someone who was not part of the cartel, um, where K Street doesn't own you, um, where uh, the bureaucracy doesn't threaten you, where the, where, you know, and, and he's proven himself a fearless fighter, you know, taking on cases against Goliath the whole time. And he's been like David. But Lou, experience in Washington, D.C., that may not be the best uh, Resume builder, if you ask me. Well, I'm just thinking as you're saying that, uh, I guess the solution could be six month term limits and uh, 30 day CRs, and we we would have a functioning government. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but look, this, this in the past 25 years, these guys these guys have given us three year long CRs, and and just so people understand what a CR is. That's where it's you have one monolithic bill that takes everything and how you how you fund the government and you throw it in one right. bill. That's right. how you get those three four thousand page bills, and you never ever reduce the size and scope of federal government because you can't because it's just this blob that keeps going along, and so uh, you know that's why CRs are so bad. They are the worst, and that's why the swamp loves them. The swamp loves CRs. Well, and the omnibus is, uh, you know, a thing of beauty to the, the military-industrial complex, the establishment uh, to corporate America, and to all who feed at the trough of the federal government. Uh, it is, uh, it is. I hope what I'm hearing you say, but this is you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that we've got a chance for true reform here? Yeah, we do. It's an uphill battle because we have a thin majority, and we also have. I mean, let's just face it, the, the, the swamp still controls a good number of my colleagues, right? right? They do. And they're going to fight this tooth and nail. But I'll tell you what we did, though. We put a chink in the armor by electing Mike Johnson in the, in the D.C. swamp. We, we, actually, we actually took a, a, a bit of a swipe at them. Uh, and we, we, you know, so we took, we actually got infrastructure uh, changes last January, but Kevin wasn't going to uh, follow those, Mr. McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy. Then we get Mike Johnson. He is a conservative at heart, and he can and hopefully will uh, follow all of those infrastructure changes. And if he does, we have a chance for some transformation here. Well, that's great. And that's encouraging. Uh, is he strong enough to take on the left in your judgment? Uh, that's, I guess, the real question I'm uh, getting to. Is he strong enough to actually stand against the Marxist stems? I think he is. Uh, I think he is. I've watched him uh, do that. He's very thoughtful. He's very bright. He's very articulate. He's very principled. So when I say that, I've watched him on everything from from he, he joined my 
my effort to decertify uh, Arizona uh, in the election of 2020. And, uh, and in order to do it, I had to convince people that there was a constitu legitimate constitutional question. I, I did that, and he joined with us. He stood up, he stood up um, for Donald Trump and the two impeachments that were right. just absolutely bogus. Uh, and he, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, Crazy Raskin and Adam Schiff uh, and and Jerry Nadler every step of the way. And That's so, uh, yeah, I think he's demonstrated he can stand up to them. Well, that is great. And uh, the, the motion to vacate, if I'm moving around here, but the motion to vacate, is it still in place or is that now cast aside? Still in place as we as we sit here right now. Well, that is uh, that's encouraging, and I think uh, it'll it'll be helpful uh, to everyone. I, I think it's on one level it it may seem a little stringent to people, uh, but I think it's really quite a quite a clear statement, uh, if you will, uh, what is expected. Cause and effect, and consequences will have consequences, right? Yeah, I'm a big believer in that, and um, look. Everybody needs to, everybody gets held accountable. I try to be transparent with my district um, and and I tell them what I'm going to do. And then I try to do that. And if they think if they don't like what I'm doing, believe me, they let me know. They let me know. And um, the same thing on this level. I don't know why anybody thought that it was an inherent right in some individual to be the speaker of the house in perpetuity, regardless of your performance. And right. so. So for me, it was like um, it was time to do it. Um, and I do feel uh, we're, we're, we're quite heaven blessed, quite frankly, because I think people, as they get to know Mike Johnson, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, what a breath of fresh air. Well, I can tell you, your enthusiasm for him and your commendation of him makes me feel 100 percent better uh, about him and what the prospects are for the party. Uh, he has, you have, the Congress has, one short, well, actually, it's less than a year now uh, to yes. move forward with impeachment, to uh, accomplish everything you're talking about in terms of appropriations and, and moving ahead uh, and, and actually doing something because the actual accomplishments of the 118th to this point are frankly disappointing. Uh, and here we are approaching November. Yeah, that's right, Lou. And that's that was one of my objections, my colleagues' objections with those of us who moved to vacate. Not only did he did Mr. McCarthy mess up the, the debt ceiling, so we don't have a debt ceiling. Not only did he delay all the 12 appropriations bills, which violated his promise. So now and then he was lobbying for a CR. Um, but w what did we do? What did we accomplish? I mean, did we we took down a, a, a federal gas rule, gas stove rule? I mean, is that is that what you got to 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 campaign on? That's absurd. There is so much this president is doing to take down this country, and the Democrat left as attacking this country. There was so much more we could have done, and I felt like we were static, and it, we had to make the change. I felt. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs, and we're going to talk about just exactly what Speaker Johnson must do, has to do, and likely will do uh, in order to save not only the Republic, but the Republican Party. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Congressman Andy Biggs. And Congressman, you were talking about the the year that between now and the November 5th, 2024. Uh, all that has to be done. Uh, what do you see as the first concrete uh, uh, accomplishment that has to go on the board? Uh, to me, frankly, it is because of the circumstances of the test on November 17th in terms of the budget. The second, without question, is these investigating committees have got to produce results now and take, I, I mean, I do not understand Help me. I do not understand why the man who is in the White House with obvious impairment, uh, with obvious uh, corruption uh, that uh, permeates the entire Biden regime hasn't been impeached already. Yeah, so I would say the first thing is, as you as you pointed out, it's the budget. Um, We are in an existential crisis from a budgetary front. The, The out of control federal spending is what's driving inflation. Uh, which in turn drives inflation rates higher, which means that that you move into a recessionary cycle with regard to homes, which drives a significant portion of our economy. So that's the good news is that is that Mike is uh, Speaker Johnson is is actually uh, we're going to the floor. We're going to we're going to debate some of those approach bills today, but he's got to get, in my opinion, um, we, we're going to have to get the rest of those bills, the last six bills after these two, we're going to have to get those done and out um, probably within the next 10 days. And you wow. pop that over to the Senate and the Senate is going to drag its feet. They're not going to do anything. They're going to want to do an omnibus bill or a massive CR. And Mike is going to have to say, no, we're not going to do that in the, in the House. And that will be the first challenge to him will be how he deals with that CR that will come back from the Senate. And my position would be, you tell them, no, we'll, we'll, we're gonna pass a two day CR, whatever it is, a short, very short term CR, while we while you guys determine whether you're gonna do these bills. And 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 I hate to even talk about CRs because I've never voted for one, but but you, you keep it under control if it's a day or two, because then you can say, okay, um, that's the way it is. The other thing, option is a shutdown. And by that time, we will have funded 100% of the government out of the house. And it'll be up to the Senate and they will be the ones that are shutting down the government, not us. And so, you know, a lot of my colleagues, that's anathema to them. They're very nervous. And Mike has to thread that needle uh, very carefully. Then you talk about uh, before we get to impeachment, I will tell you what else has to happen. Right. You have to then make sure that you've 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 slingshot slingshotted a new foundation for next year. 
on the spending because what the next spending has to do is you have to use the spending to leverage enforcement at the border because Lou we are in a crisis on the border like um, I've never oh, seen I, I, I've never seen anything like it it's a diaspora from uh, uh, around the world that's funneling itself right up to the southern border and it's just it's they're releasing thousands of people into southern Arizona now just releasing them um, and it's a national security issue. So he's going to the way you're going to he's going to have to do that. He's going to have to leverage the spending. And so that's why he's got to accelerate that um, past anything that I've seen in the last 30 years. Right. So it has to go. I haven't been here 30 years, but uh, as as one watching and looking at history, right. then then I think we move into the the impeachment and the oversight stuff that you're talking about. I know that the oversight committee uh, was ready last June to advance to an impeachment inquiry, but we didn't get to that till when? Till September. Why? Because I believe that the former speaker was trying to leverage impeachment inquiry to try to get support for his CR. Um, so we missed opportunity after opportunity, and that's part of what's delayed it. But in the meantime, I was at a, a, a an interview last weekend, uh, last Friday. Uh, it's amazing the the evidence that we have the part of our problem is we've got so much evidence you're trying to parse it out and 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 use the most effective evidence even though you have a mess of evidence so we have to do that i know that james comer i've talked to him chairman comer sure. he's he's got he's prepared subpoenas for hunter biden he uh rob walker eric uh, eric uh, some others uh, that I'm trying to get subpoenas on that are an additionally related uh, corruption on the part of the Bidens. And then Mike Johnson need, will sign off of them. I know that uh, Speaker Johnson will sign off on those ASAP because he understands the corruption in the White House. Are you, uh, saying, that, are you saying that Kevin McCarthy didn't or wouldn't sign those subpoenas? I think he would have. He would have signed those subpoenas, but um, he was trying to leverage the impeachment inquiry to get votes for his CR. That's my that's my belief. I speculate on that. I believe that, though. Well, defending the special counsels, speaking of uh, the appropriations process and uh, taking control, uh, is that a priority for the for the conference? Because of what the political prosecution, the persecution of President Trump is is outrageous and there's been no response. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I've always been a straight shooter with you, Lou. I, sure. I'm there for that. I've offered amendments and stuff to that effect. Others have as well. We just think we can't get the votes out of the Republican conference to do that. That's what you, you need to know that that's, that's the handicap that not just me, but the new speaker is going to be dealing with. Um, and I, and also don't forget that you've got speaker McCarthy, who I think, uh, um, is, um, uh, is still upset and raw that he's not the speaker anymore. So you got to, he's, this is, this is the stuff we got to deal with. We have to deal with it though. And well, you're the right man to be dealing with it. And we appreciate everything you're doing as you have always done, uh, representing the, the good people of uh, Arizona and, uh, and the nation. Congressman Andy Biggs, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, as they say, you know, Godspeed and God bless.
Yeah, thank you, Lou. You too. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Thanks so much. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be attorney Mike Davis. He is the founder and the director of the Article 3 Project. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out LouDobbs.com. Thank you, everybody. God bless you and may God bless America. America.